Welcome to the Pastor Nora King Podcast. We're confident that the message you're about to hear will enhance and empower your life in God. Now, here's Pastor Nora. Okay, so what I would like for you to do is I would like for you to turn to Mark chapter number 16. I'm really going to lay a foundation tonight, um, and I'm going to talk about with this Satan Proof series, I'm going to talk about uh, recognizing your opponent. Now, an opponent is someone who opposes you. And he is an adversary, an enemy, whatever you want to call it. Satan is an enemy. And he wants to oppose you. And he wants to oppose your home, your relationships, your getting along. And I'm going to tell you, uh, you know, uh, for years we've known about dealing with the devil. We've known about binding the enemy. We've known about all of those things. But I'm going to tell you, what does the Scripture say? Keep these before you lest you let it slip. And of course, that was talking about angels in Hebrews. But keep any truth before you lest you let it slip. And the power to bind the enemy and the power to get him out of your life and off of your back and out of your relationship lies within you because greater is he that is in you than the one that is in the world. Satan is the God of this world. And he wants to stop uh, 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 your relationship from becoming what it could be or what it should be. We should be having... Uh, heaven on earth, not hell on earth. But too many times in our homes we have hell on earth. But see, it's because we do not Satan proof, we do not recognize the enemy when he comes in. We don't recognize it. We just think, well, it's just, you know, they got up on the wrong side of the bed. Or they don't know how to handle their money or whatever. And obviously there's lots of things that can be... Uh, learned and discussed, and we'll get into a lot of those. But I'm going to tell you the foundational place to start is uh, through believing the Word of God and binding the devil. Okay, now I want you to, uh, again, look with me here uh, in Mark 16 and verse number 15. We'll start. Now we know about this. This is uh, the Great Commission. And he said unto them, this is Jesus talking, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. They're signs that follow believers. In other words, God confirms His Word in the lives of His people with signs following. And these signs shall follow the believer. In my name they shall cast out devils, they shall new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Folks, this is fundamental. This is foundational right here to Christianity. But sad to say that there's only a certain part and section of that that is received 
by the believer or by the church. But now look up here again what he says, And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name, they shall cast out devils. I'm going to tell you, if you're not casting out the devil, you are not doing what God said would follow your life. He said this will follow you if you're a, a believer and you walk after the Lord and you walk after His Word, you are supposed to be casting the devil out. Now, what does this word cast out mean? It means deal with the devil. When you're driving down the road and you know, I mean, I know my daughter yesterday was telling me two times, you know, once she got pulled over uh, and, and wasn't doing anything, didn't even know why she did. Another time, somebody drove up by her, harassing her in the car in the same day. Oh, well, that's just coincidental. Oh, well, no. That's the devil. And we need to understand what, where the devil is, what he is doing. And I'm going to tell you, he wants to ruin your relationship to your spouse or to the person that you're with right now or to your brothers and sisters in the Lord. He wants to wreak havoc in that relationship. But you see, we do not need to give in to the enemy and just say, oh, well, it's another bad day. No, it's a bad day and it's going to be over in Jesus' name. Get out of here! And see, so many times we see the devil in our house, but we'll rationalize. Or we'll, we're too emotional and mad to even deal with it. That's a scary place to be. We better get somewhere and calm ourselves down when we know the devil's trying to enter our front door and we better you know, get in a position to where we can take authority over him. But he's saying here, they shall cast out devils. Deal with it. That doesn't mean, uh, you know, that you have to wait till you get home. <coughs> if something's happening at work, it doesn't matter till you get into your, you don't have to wait till you get into your prayer posture. You don't have to wait until it's your hour of prayer. You don't have to wait till you come to church. You don't have to wait. You don't have to wait. You deal with Him wherever you find Him. And I'm going to tell you, it, it is foundational. This is a fundamental truth here. But so many in the body of Christ don't believe it. Do we think because we don't believe it that He's going away? No, He won't go away. He just will uh, uh, disguise himself and make uh, Christians think, oh, well, this I'm suffering for Jesus. We suffer for Jesus. The Bible says that we do. But we do not suffer what Jesus has redeemed us from. You might suffer persecution. You might suffer other things, uh, you know, just uh, uh, hardness and, and all of those kinds of things. But you do not suffer what Jesus has redeemed you from. So do not lay down for the suffering thing. Well, I'm going through this time in my marriage. You know, Jesus is teaching me something. Well, you may be learning something. And He may be speaking to you, and there's no doubt about that. But when you see the encroachment of the enemy, you need to deal with him. Now, you can't cast out what you're putting up with. If you're, act if you're acting nasty and ugly and rude and, uh, you know, and all of those kinds of things, if, that, if that's the way you're acting, you might bind the devil off of your life, but you're going to have to deal with some issues. You have to deal with some issues. If everybody you know can't get around, along with you, guess what? It's not their fault. 
it's you. You've got a problem. And, and remember this. You know, when I'm talking with you, when I'm ministering to you uh, in the next few months, I do not want you to sit there and think, well, I hope he heard that. I hope she got that. <laughs> because you're missing the point. I'm talking to you. Amen. Say, she's talking to me. And I want you to understand that. If you take what, and I told the other group, young, the young family group, I told them, I said, when I'm talking here, you don't think of, of your spouse or the person that you're with because you've got to deal with you. I have to deal with me. Nobody can change me but me. And I have to allow the Holy Spirit to work in my life. And it's the same way with you. You have to allow God to deal with you and the issues that you have. Oh, if I could only get her to cook supper instead of us having to eat out all the time, you know. If only He would do this. If only He would do that. Well, guess what? Maybe you can't make her cook supper. But maybe you can help her to want to cook supper for you. By being nice and sweet and kind, you know. Well, why should I? She doesn't do anything for me. (laughs) Remember what I said. It is not you, you know, it's not a game of ping pong. You hit it, and then you hit it. You hit it, then you hit it. No, this is the game of life. And you've got to deal with things that are issues in your life. If you will deal with your issues, then God will help you and the other person will want to begin to deal with theirs because they see such a change in you. Oh no, I'm holding out. I'm holding out. Well, you hold on because you may be going for a ride. (laughs) We all have to take care of ourselves. Isn't it something how we can see everybody's flaws but our own? Now, if you ask me, I tell you, I'm perfect. (laughs) If you ask Eddie, he might tell you something else. But I can tell you a few things too. (laughs) You see, we don't want to recognize and realize a lot of times that we have shortcomings. There's reasons why we're the way we are. You know, it can come through upbringing, the way we were brought up. Maybe, you know, even, let me tell you, even if you're brought up in a good home with a loving mother and father and they brought you up in church, do you know that they didn't do everything perfectly and so there are issues maybe that you have to deal with? But then so many in our society today, they're not brought up by maybe godly parents or if they're godly, they ended up getting a divorce. There was lots of dysfunction in the home and all of that. And see, all of that goes in the mix to make us who we are. So if we are going to be different, then there's, there, there's things that we have to do to change. And one of them is dealing with the devil, the one who harasses you, the one who lies to you, the one who deceives you. Well, now, if they really loved you, they'd do this, and you have a right. Now, you ought to just go in there. You ought to just give them a piece of your mind. You ought to just tell them. See, those are lies. Deal with the devil. When he comes to you like that, see, we have a choice. If our minds have been renewed to the Word of God and we know through reading this book how we ought to act, how we ought to relate to people, 
You see, that's going to be there in our minds. But then see, there's the enemy of our soul. There's Satan himself. And remember, I'm talking about recognizing him. And see, there's, there's, two, there's two messages going on in our mind. There's God, you, you need to love. You need to be kind. You need to be thoughtful. You don't know what they're going through right now. You don't know what happened at work today. You know, see God speaking, God pulling the word in your life. And then you've got this other side over here. And it's, well, bless God, you have a right to say that. You have a right to feel that way. You have a right. You ought to just speak up. After all, you're the head of this house. You're the head of this household. And they ought to submit to you. And is that true? Yeah, but he twists and warps the Word of God to get us in a war with one another. And see, we have to recognize that. And we can't fall under that. Amen? Amen. So we have to deal with the enemy. Turn to James. This class is the same as the first one. I get started and then I have to quit. (laughs) But I want you to look with me to James chapter number 4. And I want us to look here at uh, verse number 6. But he giveth more grace, wherefore he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Do you know that God wants people, Christians, to be humble? And do you know what humble means? It really means to be subject to. It it means to be obedient to the Lord. And here he says, God resists the proud, the ones with pride. But God gives grace unto the humble, the ones that are under His authority. And then it goes on to say, these that are under His authority, when they submit themselves uh, to God, they can resist the devil and he will flee. That's exactly what it says. He says, submit yourself. In other words, be subject to, be obedient to the Lord. Submit yourselves. He didn't say, I'm going to make you submit. And see, get a key. Men cannot make women submit. It doesn't work that way. Men love their wives as Christ loves the church. And through that love, then the woman wants to submit. There, I tell you if, you, if you study the Scriptures, you see that God tells men a lot more to love their wives than it tells the woman to love her husband. Because it's easy for a woman to submit to her husband when he is loving her as Christ loves the church. And that's really true. Am I saying that as a put down? No, I'm saying it because it's a fact. The Bible says to the man to love his wife a lot more times than it tells the woman to do that. It's a fact. And so I guess that means that men, you need to hear that message more, you know. I would think, wouldn't you? But he says, Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Now this word resist means to oppose or to stand guard. Resist the devil. 
Oppose him. Don't give in to him. When you see him coming in your house, I know there was a situation once with my uh, one of my children, and it's like, a, you know, you, you as mom, you just sometimes wring your hands. Oh, my God, what am I going to do? What am I gonna, you understand what I'm saying? And then I'll, just one day it happened to dawn on me that I needed to take authority over the spirit that was uh, harassing and working against my child and our family. And I'm going to tell you, it was immediate. It was immediate. But see, I put up with it a long time. I didn't oppose it. I didn't stand guard in that way. Why? Because, you know, I don't know. We get tired. We get weary. You know, we get a lot going on. But we, we better not get too busy to be spiritual. We better not because that's where the enemy comes in. Give no place, the, the Bible says. Give no place to the devil. What is a place? It's really, if you look that up, it means a toehold. Now you can get your toe in a lot of places that you can't get your body into, but that's all he needs is to stick his foot in the door. And once he does that, buddy, he's flipping it open and he's coming in. So we got to close the door, don't we? We've got to close the door. But so he says that we can resist the devil and he will flee from us. It doesn't mean that he'll stay there. It doesn't mean that he can stay there. Now, I thought Eddie gave a great example. I think it was Eddie just a few weeks ago about, you know, when the enemy, uh, uh, you know, when you've had like a fragrance in the room, like uh, flowers or something, and you remove them, you might still smell that fragrance. Well, that's the way the devil is. You cast him out. You bind him up. You oppose him. You resist him, and he has to go. It may still smell like he's there, but he had to go. When you see, if you remember in Mark 16, it says, In my name, you cast out the devil. You can't cast out the devil in your name. Well, I oppose you, devil. You get out of my life. You better use the name. You better use the name because that's where the power is. Now, I'm going to tell you another thing now. How do we overcome the enemy? The Bible says in Revelation, I think it's number 12. Uh, verse 10 or so around in there. Uh, but it says, we overcome, we are conquerors of the enemy, you could say. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb. See, because you've been washed in the blood of Jesus Christ, you have power to be a conqueror. And it says, by the word of your testimony. See, what you give voice to. When you go through a test, what you give voice to is what you're going to have. It, you'll either be a victor or you're going to be a victim. I choose to be a victor. Amen. I don't choose to be a victim. Do you? There's too much talk about victims in, in our world today. And I'm not saying that people aren't, but we don't need to dwell on the victim mentality. We need to dwell on the victor mentality because we are victors. He always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. Let me tell you, I want to encourage you tonight. You may be in here and your relationship is not where you want it to be. You, you, it's less than best for sure. You may be arguing. There may be a lot of strife. 
There may be a lot of uh, distance between you two, but I'm going to tell you, God uh, can cause you to be a victor in this relationship and overcome the hurdles that you are facing. But you've got to do it His way. You've got to do it His way. But the Bible says that we overcome. We overcome what? We overcome problems in our marriage. We overcome problems in our relating to one another. We overcome problems in our finances. We overcome problems. It doesn't matter. We overcome by the blood of Jesus. I tell you, you don't know how many times I plead the blood of Jesus Christ. The blood, there's power in the blood. And you see, I'm not saying that what I'm telling you tonight is that, you know, it's the the last word. No, there's lots of things that we're going to talk through uh, in this series. But this is the beginning. And this is foundational. And we need to deal with the devil. And we need to understand that when we use the name of Jesus, and when we plead the blood of Jesus, and when we give voice and testimony to the Word of God, the enemy must flee. Resist him oppose him and he has to go. Now when he goes, you may have things that you've got to deal with, but you remember I said you can deal with it. Don't point your finger at somebody else, but you deal with what you are going through. Amen? Okay, I want you to turn to 2 Corinthians. This will probably be the last scripture that we'll get to look at. 2 Corinthians chapter number 2 and verse number 11. Second Corinthians 2.11 It says here, Lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. In other words, we can give an upper hand to the devil. We can give him a superior position in our lives. Did you know that? That's scary, isn't it? But now, how, how did, why did he say that? Because it was for people that were walking in unforgiveness, if you read verse number 10. But it's not just unforgiveness. It'd be any kind of sin. See, when you get into sin, when you get into strife and bickering and fussing and fighting and treating each other badly and, and lying and cheating or anything else, when you get into that kind of thing, you give a superior position to the enemy. I tell you, I was um, thinking about this. I know that uh, I was listening and reading um, about the Internet and how many people are uh, getting hooked on pornography, uh, you know, uh, on the Internet. You want to destroy your marriage, you keep that up. You want to give the devil an upper hand, a superior position, then you keep that up. You better close the door to the enemy. You can't do that. We're God's people. Oh, well, everybody has problems. Everybody does have problems, but that's the kind that will destroy your life and send you to hell ultimately. That's idol worship. And the Bible says you're not supposed to have other idols. The human body is an idol. Now, I don't know why I said all that, but I did. But it says that Satan can get the advantage over you. Don't you like to have advantages in your life? You know, when you go to the store, don't you like to have that little card that where they scan it through? I love to go to the grocery store. I hadn't been in a couple of weeks, and, you know, after I got back from this trip, I had to go to the grocery store, and I couldn't believe how many groceries I had to have, and the people helping me couldn't either. 
But you know, at the, <laughs> at the end of it, you know, I get my little card out there and I just flip it out because you know what? I've got the advantage. And they stick it under that thing and here, just rolling, just all these prices. That's an advantage. I like that. Well, God gives us an advantage as being a Christian advantages to deal with the enemy, to bind his power, to loose the word of God, to loose the angels, to help us and work in our lives. Folks, demon powers have been released in these last days to work against God's children, to destroy. What do you think same-sex marriage is all about? What do you think? It's to destroy the family. Thank you very much. She's telling me it's over. Norma, just stand up and say, let my people go. I have to, Norma doesn't care. I give her a hard time. (laughs) Oh, okay. I'm going to finish this up. Okay. It says, lest Satan should get an advantage or the upper hand over us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Now, The enemy has devices. He has thoughts. He has plans. He has a strategy. And he has a scheme. And if he can stop me and he can stop you, he accomplishes and he uses that device to its fullest. But you see, the Bible says we're not ignorant We know when we see His plan. We know when we see His intervention into our lives and into our families. We're not ignorant of that. We know it. Now, the people here, I would think everybody does. Some people are ignorant. You know, Hosea talks about it. My people are destroyed or cut off and are silenced because of a lack of knowledge. So some people are just ignorant. But you know, people that come here to this church, if they'll pay attention, they won't remain ignorant because we educate the congregation. We're educators. Okay? So we can see here that the enemy wants to, to have the upper hand and wants in some ways to keep us ignorant even though the Bible says we're not ignorant. But the enemy wants to... Keep us ignorant of the devices, the thoughts, the plans, and the strategies that the enemy has for our life. See, I don't get scared when I hear that. I don't get scared at all because I know. I know in whom I have believed. I know that He is faithful. And I know this, that He has spoiled principalities and powers. And He made an open show of them, triumphing over them in it. So that's the position. We don't have to be afraid. Uh, We don't have to be ignorant. And we can begin to Satan-proof our home and recognize when the enemy is trying to come in. See, the Bible says when the enemy comes in, uh, uh, God will lift up a standard against him. But how is God going to lift up the standard? Through you. You're going to be his standard bearer. You're going to be the one that lifts up. Yeah, you might get attacked. You know, maybe trouble is brewing. Uh, Maybe financial problems. Maybe uh, problems with your kids. Maybe things are not going right. But I tell you, you allow God to work on you and use you 
to lift up the standard against the enemy and say, hey, I'm a victor and not a victim. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Pastor Nora King. If you'd like to contact us, you can visit us online at redemptionchurch.com. We'll see you back here next week for another powerful message from Pastor Nora.